1: Hi everybody, welcome to Dennis and Julie, Dennis Prager and Julie Hartman. So I, I never make reference to the exact moment we're recording, Dennis right. and Julie, but it is very relevant in this case. This recording is taking place just two days after the massacre of Israelis by Hamas and only God knows what will transpire oh, I know. between by the now time this and, airs. and the time this airs. So please be aware of that. I don't think anything will change. I think many things will change, but I don't think anything would change in what we would say. Right. What we would say, I think, is applicable 20 years from now. In fact, I could prove it because my video for PragerU explaining the Middle East, I think it's the most widely viewed video on the Middle East and in the world and and you know I don't say this to brag I say it for people to understand it has earned credibility over I don't know 15 years Mm -hmm. every word ironically the theme of my five-minute video was proven to anyone who didn't believe my video one side wants the other side dead that was the constant refrain I said it's the easiest conflict in the world to understand and the toughest to solve. Mm -hmm. That was my theme. It's very simple. One side wants the other side dead. A lot of Israelis were in denial about this, which is part of their complacency with what allowed this to happen. Totally understandably, decent people have a very hard time understanding evil. This has been the theme of my life whether it was communism or whether it is uh, I- I Islamism as opposed to uh, just Islam, the Islamic radical. It's
2: Keep- a good distinction, Islamism versus Islam. Oh, well, I always use that. Yep. That's right.
1: And even in, in the book that touched you, mm-hmm. I, I, I call it Islamism. Yeah. So anyway, I will tell you, you know, it takes a lot to get me down. The... The scene of, of Jews being slaughtered family by family. So let me just say a couple of things and then obviously I want to hear from you. But I, I, I do want to say, first of all, as Israelis are noting, more Jews were killed on Saturday of, that of, of these events than at any, in any one day since the Holocaust. Oh,
2: wow. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Of
1: course, you, there would be no reason you would. I didn't think of it, actually, till I, oh. I read it in Israeli newspapers. Israelis are very, very aware of that. And you don't have to be a religious person. You could be an atheist and understand that. That's a fact. Second, that's... All they want to do is murder Jews, and anyone who supports Hamas in the Hamas-Israeli dilemma, like that, the morons I debated at Oxford—true morons, academics, needless to say, with PhDs—but in many cases, PhD means fool. And the, the the debate people should watch it. It's on YouTube. My debate at Oxford. Do you know what the debate you you remember, the, the yes. debate was? Who is the greater threat to peace in the Middle East, Hamas or Israel? And and I debated a professor at Oxford who was an Israeli, ironically, maybe not ironically, who was an idiotic Israeli who said, Israel is the greater threat. Is, is there is there an Israeli who wants to go to every Muslim home and slaughter the, the parents and the children? <laughs> it's... People don't have an easy time recognizing evil because they're weak. People are weak.
2: I'm just astounded at the moral confusion. That's the thing. The existence of evil itself is hard enough. But then to see all of these people who are saying, oh, well, Israel is fully responsible, I'll read you one. I'm sure you're aware of it. I'm sure you discussed it on your show. Oh, read it. No, Harvard. read it.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. You want to know What, what came is out it? it 27 groups?
2: I think 31 groups. Ready? We, the undersigned student organizations, hold the Israeli regime entirely responsible. W- w- how sick do you have to be to think that?
1: Well, well, you should read the, the names of the groups because it gives oh. you an idea of the state of the Muslim Arab worlds today, morally speaking. Not all by any means. Of course. I mean, I want to make that clear. I mean, th- th- there are many wonderful Arabs, many wonderful Muslims. But there were many wonderful Germans. But So read the names of all the Harvard groups that said Israel is entirely responsible for the fact that people went into their homes and slaughtered the families.
2: I'm going to read them to you because you're right. It's revelatory. But let me first just read three more sentences from this. So they're saying they hold the Israeli regime entirely responsible Today's events did not occur in a vacuum. For the last two decades, millions of Palestinians in Gaza have been forced to live in an open air prison. Oh, because of whom? Israel has forced them to live in an open air prison?
1: Exactly. Or
2: Hamas, who uses women and children as shields, who melt the food that, that Israelis give to them to use as rocket fuel, who put their military infrastructure embedded in hospitals and schools so that Israelis can't bomb them lest they harm civilians these people are deranged and and deny basic human rights to every individual not just women and children oh right but israelis are keeping them in the open air prison sick um the apartheid regime is the only one to blame israeli violence has structured every aspect of palestinian existence for 75 years uh etc you, you get it every, everyone has read stuff like this okay so Ready? Yep. By the way, just the existence of all of these groups alone proves my point. I either talked about it on D and J or on Timeless. These affinity groups at these universities—they are there. So, there are so many of them. Who, what do they accomplish? What are they really doing to unite the said group? It's 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 bizarre, and no one calls it out because everyone's so afraid to call out. Oh, you can't criticize affinity groups. Listen to these: <laughs> Harvard College Pakistan Student Association, Harvard Divinity School Muslim Association, Harvard Middle Eastern and North African Law Student Association, Harvard Graduate Students for Palestine, Harvard Law School Justice for Palestine, Harvard Divinity Student School for Justice in Palestine, Harvard Jew for liberation Harvard Kennedy School Bangladesh Caucus Harvard Kennedy School Muslim Caucus Kennedy School Muslim Women's Caucus (laughs) that one's a trip Harvard Kennedy School Palestine Caucus Harvard Kennedy School South Asia Caucus Oh, sorry, I shouldn't be laughing, but it's so absurd. Harvard Muslim Law School Association, Harvard Prison Divest Coalition. I'm just, I'm skipping some. L- l- that is an interesting
1: one. The ha- Harvard South Asian, what was it?
2: The Harvard. Oh, no, I'm, I can't find it. Yeah, it was the it, South Asia Caucus?
1: Yeah, the South Asia Caucus.
2: And the South Asian so, well, Law wait, wait, let, Students let me, Association. Me, yeah,
1: South Asian. So what does South Asia mean? Does it mean India? What, what does it mean? Uh, yeah,
2: I think it means like India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Indonesia. Okay, well, so other
1: than India, they're all Muslim.
2: Okay. Right. Um, Believe it or not, I'm uh, skipping some. Harvard Undergraduates Arab Women's Collective, Harvard Undergraduate Muslim Women's Medical Alliance, Harvard Undergraduates Nepali Students Association, Harvard Undergraduate Palestinian Solidarity. There is a Nepali
1: Association.
2: There's a, there's a, I had toe fungus as a child association. So this is,
1: this is the left's undoing, of one of the three models of America, E Pluribus Unum, from many one.
2: Absolutely. Everyone Absolutely. is divided
1: into a primitive notion. Your ethnicity or race matters more than anything.
2: Oh, my God. I have so much to say about this. First, it's amazing to me that these schools continue to tout their commitment to diversity. And yet they encourage and allow these students to segregate into God knows how many affinity groups Again, the like I had toe fungus as a child affinity group. You think I'm kidding. There's stuff like that. There's at at my uh, old high school, there's a um, learning divergent affinity group.
1: What does that mean?
2: like if you have ADHD or something or if you have learning divergent affinity group and so it's amazing Uh, that these schools are like diversity 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 and then people segregate into groups where people are exactly like them and it's 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 insulting contrived diversity Richard Hanania who you interviewed on your show and then I interviewed on Timeless published this book called The Origins of Woke so good it's a slog honestly because he goes through all the civil rights law and how it's been misinterpreted and skewed to kind of lead to the DEI regime that we have today. But one of the things he highlights is that the government came up with like AAPI and these acronyms that sup- are supposed to What's encompass
1: AAPI
2: Asian American Pacific Islander.
1: Oh yeah. How the
2: hell are Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders this? I mean, it's it's ridiculous. They have nothing
1: in common. And
2: there are AAPI affinity groups at Harvard, at 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 these. Right. I'm not going to name them, but my friends work at these. What they all mean is
1: not white Anglo-Saxon exactly. Protestant. Exactly. That, that's that's all it means.
2: Yes. By so the way, to, you
1: you you read. Sure. Wait, wait, wait. Remember no, what no, you no, want no. to say. Sure. But I want to comment. So you read Jew, a Jewish group, uh,
2: Harvard or, Jews for Liberation. Yeah,
1: Jews for Liberation. So you one must understand under the heading of pathology mm-hmm. are the Jews. I don't know how many there are. There might be five. There might be 50 who are a member of that organization. They just saw Jews massacred men, women, children, grandparents, solely for being Jews, uh, grandparents, toddlers, babies, slaughtered, whole families of Jews slaughtered because they were Jews. And then they sign a letter of solidarity with those who slaughtered Jews. I don't know, I, I say this as a Jew, and as a very committed Jew, as is well known, I don't know what group produces the same number of sick people as my group does, percentage-wise. There are, there are...
2: Uh, well, I'm sure there are many. <laughs> uh, no, no, I
1: don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, are there, listen, I am I, quite unhappy with the number of left-wing blacks but there are no blacks who are for the Ku Klux Klan. There is no there is no analogy in any other group to support those who wish to murder your group. Only Jews produce such sick people. I know why, because they 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 think that if they side with those who persecute them, they won't get hurt. You don't know this because you're not Jewish. Most Jews don't know this, but that is the reason. Why would a Jew? Why would a no black supported the Ku Klux Klan ever? Why would Jews support uh, the uh, Hamas?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Hamas has has in its charter it is to kill Jews, it, Jews, not Israelis, Jews. It is it is in its charter. We saw what they did this past weekend, and yet Jews would sign that. These are the sickest of the sick. They 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 are in in league with the 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 most befuddled human beings that, <laughs> that that exist in our society.
2: You know what also bothers me, Dennis. In addition to the the Jews who are siding with the essentially the terrorists who are coming, they in,
1: would have been murdered.
2: I know. That's I know. the irony. You know what all? And of course, this is not. All, I mean, dear God, it's not all Jews. I'm sitting in front of one. Yeah. So, so that's, but you know, you know, whenever we talk about stuff like this, you have to put in a million disclaimers, a million qualifications before you say anything, because I'm I'm about to be called an anti-Semite. You know, what also bothers me? I see a lot of left-wing American Jews, secular Jews, who are very sensible when it comes to Israel. When something like this happens, I see them posting. I see them reacting appropriately. They seem to have a lot of clarity about Israel's right to defend itself, Israel's uh, uh, how Israel is not a racist apartheid state, how the these terrorists are the aggressors. And they seem to have a lot of clarity when it comes to Israel, and God bless him. But suddenly all of that clarity is suspended when it comes to the United States of America uh, in which I, they I live. I couldn't agree with you more. it pisses me off uh, to uh, no uh, end. Right. I'm sorry. It makes me crazy. It's like, these are the same people who are like, transphobia and Trump is so evil. Right, Well, it's xenophobic to close the border. And and the
1: flag is is imperialist. And the flag
2: is imperialist. And then they have all, and then all of a sudden they get this rationality when it comes to Israel. Right, but so
1: here's the deal. Most of their kids are no longer even pro-Israel.
2: Yeah, well, that's that's the ultimate coming around for them.
1: That's correct. That, that jew uh, there was a fascinating piece in tablet a great great website of of actual very bright jews and the article was essentially the the left-wing jew is in its in his or her last generations in america and and they they gave they gave data to support it for one thing the vast majority of their children are are marrying outside of uh, marrying non-jews which by the way is not in and of itself right. a guarantee that you will assimilate but it usually means that it's not a guarantee but it usually means that and they're not having children so the the left wing american jew is disappearing their their kids no longer om- identify as Jews in any meaningful way and th- and if they even are they may well not e- have Jews orthodox Jews are having four children per couple in america and uh, left wing Jews are having un- un- well under two uh, probably one or less so uh, it, it it's it's a certain sad fact of of american jewish life But I I just want to say, when you read the Harvard group, to be a Jew who is pro-Hamas is literally sociopathologic. There is something wrong with you. It is not a matter of we have divergent opinions. You are supporting people who wish to slaughter every Jew in Israel. And as I pointed out, and needless to say, you picked up on, they don't confine it to Israel. How many? How many Jews in America? Let alone non-Jews. Remember the blowing up of the Jewish community center in Buenos Aires, a Jewish school and Jewish community center. It was done by Iran. And and the what
2: year was that roughly? Uh, oh, the,
1: I don't know. Or a decade? A, oh, decade. It was. I would say. I would say the eighties. Yeah. That's my rough my rough estimate. And. Uh, it's it's happened all over the world i read on the air today the australian australia you can't get further from the middle east uh, on planet earth australian jewish community said the police have asked us to announce jews should not go to the sydney opera house because muslims are demonstrating on behalf of hamas and it is a dangerous place for a jew to be why would an australian jew be in danger If the only only issue is Israeli Jews.
2: Totally. As I'm going to repeat what you said on your radio show. Iran and Hamas and Hezbollah and insert any other radical Islamic regime or group. Their hatred for Jews is not confined to Israeli Jews it is it is for every Jew to your point and the and the analogy that you drew which i thought was amazing and really hammered at home was it would be as if to say that the nazis only hated european jews no they hated entire jewry
1: right but they they were right they were dedicated to exterminating european jews right. like iran and hezbollah and hamas are dedicated to exterminating israel's jews
2: but if they could exterminate that's, every jew that's, they would that's and, correct. and and also we saw you know in egypt that on Saturday, those two Israeli um, tourists in Egypt were shot by an Egyptian police officer. Did you know that? No. Yeah, and, and another Egyptian was killed, but this police officer just opened fire on these two Israelis, these um, tourists.
1: So it's very interesting, my my thesis about anti-Semitism, and I wrote a book on it, Why the Jews. It's a really important book. It's I think the book I've written I least refer to, Uh, until there's a new eruption of anti-Semitism. But people don't understand, and that's why I wrote the book 40 years ago. It's in its third edition, so it's been updated over the course of the decades. People don't understand that the Jews are the the miner's canary. In other words, a lot of people don't know what miner's canary means. Apparently miners did take or do take miners canaries down to the mine because they die as soon as there are noxious fumes so they see the canary died they know they better fight those fumes or they'll die right the jews are the world's miners canary evil focuses on jews and the the non-jew is the miner, and they have two choices when the jew is slaughtered by the noxious fumes of jew hatred they could say ah look at that, What? how sad the canary died, or uh-oh, we're in trouble. And they didn't say, uh-oh, we're in trouble with Hitler. Mm-hmm. They said, oh, too bad the canary died. Mm-hmm. Oh, too bad Hitler, Hi- Hitler is a Jewish problem. Like the fumes are just the canary's problem.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And That that's what, that is the the terrible lesson of Jew hatred.
2: One of the things that I hear often is people say it's that, super um, trite quote that the march of history has been towards justice or the arc of history has been towards justice. That to me is the most idiotic statement that you could say. You need a
1: PhD to say that. You do
2: need a PhD to say that uh, or an undergraduate degree from a uh, American university, um, unless you're me. Uh, Look at the 20th century. Talk about recent. I mean, that was the most bloody century Perhaps in world history, we don't we don't know. Obviously, going it way probably back, but, was, but certainly in in modern history, my gosh, and that was yesterday. Mm-hmm. That wasn't even eighty. The the, the Auschwitz was not liberated. E- even 80 years ago. That's right. There, which there is were, amazing The gas to chambers
1: me. were functioning 80 years 80 ago. 80
2: years ago right now. And it's amazing to sit across from you, as you often say, and you were born only three years. Right. After the after the, the gates the of Auschwitz chambers. were, were right. opened and it was liberated. So pe- people, it's just like, I don't understand when people say that. And then when something like this happens... I just want to say to them, No, we have this idea, and it 's Allah Francis fukuyama 's book what, what was it called the um the End of history right. that basically when the Soviet Union a- collapsed no, in ninety one right. the Western liberal democratic norm it has triumphed, and in many ways it's dwindling now in many ways it has triumphed, but to say that basically it 's the end of history, everything is going to be fine that that is an a irresponsible Irresponsible and reckless thing to think, um, but you know, I, the the arc of history should be towards justice, especially in the United States, because we. This hit me the other day. Like we should be the most enlightened people to ever live. We. We live in the 21st century. We've seen thousands of years of human history. We have the capability to know about that history thanks to a lot of technological, archaeological um, advancements. You know, a lot of people living centuries before didn't know so much about history as we do now. We have access to so much writing, so many profound thinkers who can enlighten us about human nature and about the way things go in life and we don't we just ignore it and we are the least enlightened american generation despite all of our privilege and despite all of our knowledge and resources we have at our fingertips do you ever think about that it's scary that we should we should be the ones that see something like what happened this weekend really clearly and yet compared to previous generations which had a lot less fewer resources than we do we we see it well.
1: Clarity in a and way. clarity and knowledge are not related,
2: right? Well, actually, like I wisdom think
1: wisdom and knowledge
2: and clarity and privilege and peace are not are not um, related. I actually think as I think part of our issue is we have been in such a prosperous, affluent, leisurely society right. well, that know we my, don't know really. My evil. equation:
1: secularism plus affluence equals boredom. Yes, and boredom leads to very sick doctrines.
2: You know what I I also can't help but think of right now, and you tell me if you think I'm exaggerating, but okay, so this attack on Israel occurred two days ago. Francis, or no, not Francis Fukuyama. Um, I'm getting my historians confused. Neil Ferguson has this hypothesis, which some may think is a little out there, but he said that World War II didn't start in 1938, or 39, when Hitler invaded Poland. He says it started in 1931 when Japan invaded Manchuria, and then a few years later when it invaded the rest of China, and when Hitler started to go into the Sudetenland and part of Czechoslovakia. In other words, he said there were these, like, little threads Mm -hmm. that were happening, and they seemed to have nothing to do with one another. I mean, who would have thought in the 30s that whatever Japan was doing in Asia would have anything to do with whatever Hitler was doing in Europe. People view that would have viewed that as totally separate entities. But then in the fullness of time, they kind of came together and I sort of feel like that's our situation right now in the world. There are these things happening that seem totally unrelated to one another. Biden's disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan and the Taliban taking over. Iran getting pretty damn close to fashioning a nuclear weapon. Putin invading Ukraine. Russia or China probably is going to invade Taiwan in the near future. And then this in Israel. And I think we kind of look at all of these things as just separate bad things happening in the world. But I fear that soon... There will be some kind of way that this will come together that will make sense, and it certainly won't be good. Because I see the hand of China and Russia in a lot of this. I mean, Russia, if, if Iran—and we know Iran was behind Hamas and what Hamas did this past weekend—if Iran was behind it, then Russia was behind Iran, and Russia, in all likelihood, knew about it. And so, again, I just think we ought to really pay attention to what Neil Ferguson warned us about. These, these threads can come together and the, these... Well, they're,
1: and they're all predicated on one overriding thread, American weakness.
2: Yes, that's well said. Yep.
1: If America is strong... I spoke to Michael Oren. Michael Oren, just before this show, he was on my show, he is the former Israeli ambassador to the United States. Mm-hmm. He is one of the greatest living historians. That's his field as a historian, but he was named ambassador. He's a remarkable man. He's an Israeli. He's an American. Or either his family or he uh, moved to Israel when he was young. He's a remarkable man, a, ter- a terrific historian, and he was uh, he was speaking uh, about the issue of America, and in passing. And this guy is a centrist. I, I, don't, he's not, I, I don't know if he's left or I right. I saw
2: him on CNN this past weekend.
1: Yeah, well, CNN wouldn't have a rightist on, so that's right. a perfect example. Okay. And, and he said something to the effect that, uh, oh, yes, Iran fears Trump being elected mm. in passing. And I was thinking when I – Neil Ferguson, back to him again, the great historian – I asked him a year ago, would Putin have invaded Ukraine if Trump were president? And I, I would say one second took place between the question and the answer. I said no. And uh, I, again, because I, I have wisdom, and that, that's why I'm not on the left, you cannot be both. You can be a liberal, you can be a conservative, you can't be a leftist and be wise. And... I I understand this. I don't give a damn if the American president is loved. It is of absolute no interest to me. I care if the American president is feared. Mm-hmm. That's it. And 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 Machiavelli Trump, would agree with you. Well, uh, your man Machiavelli, because it's true. Because if the if the bad guys don't fear anyone, they'll they'll be bad.
2: Oh, they laugh at Joe Biden. They, la- I mean, and that's you know. So, I tweeted this past weekend something that basically outlined the past what two years, two and a half years of American foreign policy, starting in twenty twenty one August, Biden's disastrous disastrous withdrawal of Afghanistan. By the way, leaving many hundreds of Americans and Afghan allies behind. Mike Lindell has a passion to help you get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop at the pillow. He also created the Giza Dream bed sheets. These sheets look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep, which is crucial for our overall health. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's latest deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll receive 50% off of the Giza Dream Sheet's marking prices down as low as $29.98, depending on the size. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square and use the promo code HARTMAN. There you'll find not only this great offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0, mattress topper, MyPillow kitchen towel sets, and many more. Call 1-800-566-6745 or go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code HARTMAN. 20 years of, of service and sacrifice is wiped away. The Taliban retakes over, including taking over over $40 million of American equipment. Okay, that happens. Whoops. Oh, what a shame. Then President Biden says in January of 2022 that a minor incursion, By Russia in Ukraine might be acceptable. Yes,
1: people forget that. 36
2: days later, Mm -hmm. Putin invades Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Whoops. Oh, my gosh. How did that happen? How's that? And then we see Biden giving $6 billion to Iran. Mm -hmm. 19 days later, Mm -hmm. Hamas launches the deadliest attack in Israeli history. Right. Hello. It's it's. American weakness, American blunders, our enemies see us as incompetent. They see us as not fulfilling our promises. They see us as unprincipled and just totally disoriented, disoriented. And it is going to end up catastrophically for us. If I were one of our adversaries, I would do whatever I wanted to do now. While, While Biden, Biden is president. was president. That's correct. Because even, you know, he gives these, these these statements that seem so good. We stand with Israel. We unequivocally condemn Hamas. But what is he really doing about it?
1: Right. Well, what, what, what did he do he that, really made, that made this more likely?
2: Yes. Well, he also gave aid to gaza and the leaked documents said that they knew that that a lot of it was probably going to end up in the hands of hamas and not in, in civilian hands well well of course it would. i know but the point the the point is they even knew that and did it anyway i really hope people i mean this is just the foreign policy stuff this is not even this is not even touching the domestic issues that we have which are enough to say adios to biden but I hope that, that the one silver lining of this terrible thing in Israel is that people might start to really see the consequences of having someone like Biden in office.
1: I don't know. I don't know if I, they will. I don't, I don't know think if they, they will. will. Well, see, in in the column that I've written on this issue, I note that Hamas and Hezbollah, among others, are the successor to the Nazis, the successors. They're from... In terms of Jews, they're indistinguishable. Mm-hmm. They both are ex- for exterminating Jews. It, it, I just I have to repeat this point when when you realize how many academics think this is what is their what is their uh, term uh, the violent spiral. What is their term that oh. they they ter- they have this term.
2: To, yeah. To cycle of violence. Cycle
1: of violence. Yeah. Uh, cycle of violence. That's it's indistinguishable from saying, you know, the cycle of violence between Britain and Germany, or between the U.S. and Japan. We I mean cycle of violence. The, somebody started this, right? The the inability to to determine who is who is responsible to see the the evil for what it is is. That's frightening.
2: It is. That's what I was saying earlier, that the existence of the evil is hard enough. But the moral confusion that we're seeing in the wake of it is what scares me more than the presence of evil. Because evil is always going to exist. If the
1: good don't don't know what's evil, it's over. Yes. That's exactly right. And we see that in
2: the United States. I mean, I can't believe that it is even up for debate that... Children should be allowed to get puberty blockers and get their breasts yeah. amputated. I literally... Well, here, a cons- here's
1: a great question then. If we could do a, a poll among all Americans who believe that uh, girls should be allowed to decide to get a double mastectomy if they say they're boys,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, and let's say even at 18, forget forget 15, I'll, I'll make it easier for the other side. Right. Uh, just on the basis, I'm a boy. Okay, we'll cut your breasts off. What percentage of them support Hamas, and what percentage support Israel?
2: Fascinating.
1: So isn't huh?
2: It's it's a fascinating question, I, I, isn't it? Yes.
1: Be, I, I am convinced that in among the community of people who who support uh, the the uh, the. the What's the word? Not ruining, but the...
2: Obliteration, annihilation.
1: Yeah, the, well, the, the the terrible acts, the physical acts done to boys and girls. Yeah, mutilation is one word, right? I would say that moral... My lifetime, I have noticed, a broken moral compass is pretty consistent. yes. So that if you think that's good, then if you think men menstruate and people should say that, the odds are you think Hamas is the good guy and Israel's the bad guy. I am convinced that that is, that mm. they, they are related.
2: Well, well, the, what I said about the left-wing Jews, the secular left-wing yeah. Jews who I know may, may um, complicate that because I know a lot of them believe that men menstruate. And well, they, no, you were, then...
1: yeah, because, okay, so I, you were right and I answered that. Their children will not vote accordingly. Mm-hmm. They have this emotional attachment to Israel from their childhood and it is. It from is,
2: their parents, you but, mean? Yeah,
1: yeah, from their parents. I see. But I'm talking about the adults that you're describing. They people have. My, from I'm talking their, about people my age. No, but, the, I don't believe that most Jews your age who are on the left on American things are, are big supporters of Israel.
2: Most aren't, but I know I know a lot who are.
1: Of your age? Yes. That's fascinating. I do. So they, they are. They're
2: super rational with Israel and then yes. suspend that in America. Yeah, okay.
1: You, I believe you, but as I said earlier, the data are that they're disappearing. Yeah, uh, but uh, it's the, it's distressing.
2: So, oh, sorry. I don't. No, no, no. It's
1: just it's distressing. You 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 you've kept your sanity on Israel and lost your sanity on America.
2: Yep, yeah, it is. It, it really angers me too because they're they're lucky to live in America. We yes. all are lucky to live in America. I'm not just, you know, wagging no, no, no. my uh, finger. Uh, yes. All of us are. And it's Well,
1: uh, can I join the uh, South Asian <laughs> Pacific Islander Legal Association?
2: <laughs> oh, I I have something to say on that which I don't want to forget. So help me not forget it, but uh, about the affinity groups. But before I do, I want to ask you a question.
1: Affinity groups? <laughs>
2: that that's the way of of helping me. Um, yeah, Just remind every you. every yes. 30 seconds. Yes. Affinity groups. Affinity groups. Sean, we'll put you in charge of that. So, question for you and obviously this is the eternal question. This is the question that you have been trying to answer for your entire career and this is the question that we will try to answer for the rest of our lives. Why I I think I think the Hamas and Hezbollah and th- those kinds of people are truly so brainwashed and, and extremely evil what I'm asking about are not those individuals but about the, the 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 signers of the Harvard letter that that we just talked about what is wrong with them are they brainwashed are they evil are they? thinking that they are genuinely doing something good and they are just totally misdirected did they have a really horrible and i'm not even being tongue-in-cheek here did they have something really awful happen to them that that has made them have this visceral blind anger towards jews no matter what anybody does to them it's always the jews fault like what do you think animates and obviously it's different depending on the individual What do you think animates, and this can be extended to not just the signers of the Harvard letter, but the people who think that it's, say that it's okay to have drag queens twerk in front of four-year-olds and have 10-year-olds get their breasts cut off. What is, what is impelling them to do that?
1: Well, it's, I think different things in different cases, however, it is apparently, it's it is, it is very difficult to withstand the mob. I would say that that more than right anything point. else.
2: Cowardice. Yeah, Yeah. It's a good point.
1: If you are a Muslim student at Harvard and don't sign that petition, you're ostracized. Mm. People don't want to be ostracized. So I would say that it's the mob mentality.
2: So true, Dennis. Yeah. It's a great response. Do you know that
1: there is a biblical law, it's in the Torah, one of the many great, 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 great laws, do not follow the majority to do evil. It's an actual biblical law.
2: Cowardice is evil sidekick. It's not the same as evil, but without it, well, it, 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 evil, the, could not right, exist.
1: Could not exist. It's it is sine qua non, without which nothing. Without without cowardice, the desire to be a sheep.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, he'll love this. I, I can't. I, look, I I have no apologies for citing the Torah, because that's that's the greatest. Especially
2: work. not in front of me
1: especially not in front of you so you you have not read this yet because i didn't come out with the fourth volume yet it's coming out next year the book of numbers and uh, in it there is something to the effect of uh, that the israelites wanted a shepherd a leader to be their shepherd and it sounds perfectly fine and And I I write an extended essay there. You you know my essays and my commentary. And it is, human beings should not want a shepherd. Because if I have a shepherd, I'm a sheep. My only shepherd should be God. And that, by the way, is the biblical ideal. Your one shepherd is God. Your your terrestrial leader, your earthbound leader is not your shepherd. Mm Mm-hmm. God is your shepherd. God is my shepherd, I shall not want. I mean, the most famous of all the Psalms, Psalm, Psalm 23. I don't want to be a sheep. I, I, I Even, by the way, ironically, even vis-a-vis God, the Torah doesn't want you to be sheep. You're supposed to argue with God. The name of Israel yes, means yes. argue with God, fight with God. You should never be a sheep, even religious sheep. But that is the answer that, to your question. They go along because they go along. Yeah, that, that that very few people are prepared to fight on their own. It uh, uh, you're you, you are, folks. I cost. just I just want to say this on your behalf. You know, see, too many things are forgotten. You wrote a piece for the Wall Street Journal saying during during the lockdowns that your fellow Harvard student was sheep. You wrote that, and the, and the Wall Street Journal, to its credit, published you. Uh, uh, by the way, I was stunned that you weren't uh, more uh, eviscerated, maybe because they were all locked up in their dorm rooms.
2: You know, in a weird way, I, I have a theory about why I wasn't more eviscerated. The first thing is I actually think a lot more people agreed with me than oh. were willing to say, but it, it, it supports your sheep mentality point. right? And I also think the people who who were just like crazy lefties and didn't didn't agree with me I think they were afraid to confront me and I'm not saying this is like I'm so oh I no so right. inspire right. fear right I think I have this theory about being canceled when someone does something and they get canceled they're still like okay let, let me backtrack let me phrase it differently. At that point, when I wrote that article, I had worked for you for a whole summer. I was on your show once a week. Then I guest hosted for you. OK, so there were videos online of me on your show. People, knew, I'm not, you know, it's not like I was famous or anything uh, in the world or on Harvard's campus, but people knew what, what I did and people knew where I stood politically. And I think that kind of made me a little bit untouchable. Not that I didn't get some crap. I did. But I think it was almost like. This person is so strong in what she believes that I, that, it, that it's not even worth my energy to try and, and to confront her. And has an her. audience. Yes.
1: This is not. an uh, what is the English for nevish? This is not a nerd. This is not some one, a one student voice. You have a bigger voice, right? And they knew it,
2: right? And it's because they can't cancel me because when you cancel someone. You're assuming that that person ascribes to your same worldview that, that they deserve to be canceled. I am so not in their worldview that I'm almost uncancelable. Because if they try to cancel me, then I'm just like, well, I, I yeah, don't. Yeah, there's
1: nothing to cancel there's you a... from.
2: Yeah, there's. This is just. I'm in a different reality than you, or you're in a different reality than I. And so I want people to, to realize that, that actually, the more that you stand strong, that's right. It's weird. Like in some ways, it actually immunizes you against yes. Yes. the the people because you see these individuals who get canceled and then they issue an apology. They are targeted because I think the woke mob knew that they would capitulate and give an apology. Yeah. They don't target me because they know I'm not going to capitulate and give an apology.
1: My, the biggest national controversy when the truly I was the target of the national media Quran. what the Quran issue when which I said, is so stupid when I said yeah I wrote a column and I said, Keith Ellenson should take his uh, oath on on the Bible, not the Quran and I wrote in the article, I would be against any group I wrote in the article right I said, I love Mormons and every Mormon knows that. I am mm-hmm. a big fan of LDS and I said, okay. I would be opposed to a Mormon taking uh, his oath on the Book of Mormon rather than the Bible. Yeah, And I added over and over, if you want to add your own book, go right ahead. But the Bible is America's holy book. And I said, as a Jew, the New Testament is not my Bible. I wrote in there. Yet I, if I took an oath of office, I would take it with a Bible that contained the Old and New Testaments in honor of America and the people who founded it who believed in that book. I want to honor my country. So I was I, I, I was excoriated. I was on the, at the time, I was on the board of directors of the Holocaust Museum.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: One of the most prestigious things you could have in Jewish life is to be a board member of the U.S. Holocaust Museum. And there were, there were Jews at the Holocaust Museum who said Dennis Prager should resign for what he wrote there. Of course, I didn't resign. But I I remember on Wolf Blitzer's show with CNN there were Muslim representatives who said you are Islamophobic. I so I re you I wonder if we could dig this up. And I I looked at them and I said, F- tell me exactly what I said that is Islamophobic, since I applied the exact same thing to Jews and Mormons. Give me one example in the entire article, and they couldn't.
2: It. They, hurl it they, they What they, they expected
1: no was that I would be what, what you just said. Capitulate. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, if I offended you. Yep. Oh, if I offended you. Yep. I, that would have been the end of anyone taking me seriously.
2: And by the way, I know you and I know me. If we're wrong or if we did say That's something, right. we will acknowledge that. Yes. I've done that before. There have been times like, yeah, I could have said that better. I could have right. softened that. That was a little, you know, and you do that too. But so it's not just blindly don't capitulate. No, blindly no, right. Oppose them. Yes, but there but was nothing
1: have... to apologize. I wrote one no, line that I no. did regret. I said he shouldn't be allowed to. That was a silly line. In in you know, in 1000 columns to write one silly line is not a bad batting. Well, that's average.
2: another thing. They so approach you in bad faith. They they yes. they know what you meant, and of, I believe words That's matter. Right. But you know what? That's Human right. beings, and we don't always say things exactly the way that we mean right. them. Okay, like sometimes on this show, I'll say, you know, all everyone on the left. Of course, I don't mean everyone on right. the left. You have to right. take it with a grain of, you know. It, but there's no grace extended to you. It shows that they're really not trying to get to. The truth. truth. Right. They're not trying to get to what's good. They're not trying to resolve a difference. They are trying to smear you and vilify you and cower you into submission. And God bless you, Dennis. You never do it. You never get cowered into submission.
1: Well, I certainly won't now. But I will tell you back to the original issue you know, I. I am in as consistently a good mood as a human could be this (laughs) side of Saturday. Sometimes
2: it's like, oh my, how are you in this kind of a mood on a Tuesday morning? But
1: this, what happened in Israel has really affected me and it should affect everyone. I mean, we are, this was Holocaustian. You you know, I wrote in my column, because these are the, the, these are the successors to the Nazis in every single way. But you know why that won't resonate with most people? Because the left have cheapened the word Nazi. Yes. And fascist and, and racist and existential threat and threat to democracy and domestic terrorist and insurrection. They have cheapened every word so it doesn't mean Se- sexual Defended. assault. If a man rubs a woman's shoulder, and he shouldn't have. But it's not. Kiss it's not. It's for not. Oh, yeah, game. that's right. Oh, oh, international hysteria.
2: He's under investigation in Spain for sexual assault, with right. an A assault for she, a kiss.
1: She, the Spanish suck women's soccer team won for the first time the World Cup, so they were ecstatic. He was the president of the team. He he greeted all the women players to hug them. One of them lifted him up in tremendous glee. She's strong enough to lift him. He's not a big guy. Was and, that a song? Well, that's right. And that's one question. And if you watch it, it is literally one second. He, he, a peck, not open mouth. Not, it wasn't sexual. He kissed her on, on the lip. That
2: was it. <laughs> I know. Trust me. And and,
1: the, and he is now out of a job. He is disgraced. And uh, it, it is called sexual assault. So, if, wh- I always wonder: a woman who has really been sexually oh assaulted, me what it. does she think about that?
2: Oh, how about how about the women in Iran who I often talk about because I'm so fascinated by all that's going on there. The women in Iran, what do you think they think when they hear, you know, people uh, in the United States talking talking about... Persecution um, of women. Yes, persecution of women, uh, patriarchy, male-splaining. What's the one they have, like male empathy, like male empathy only, like you only give empathy to male. Something... What what do they think of all these slogans and these things that we, like, whine about? A girl, 16-year-old. Have you read
1: about the 16-year-old girl who's in a coma in, in Iran? No. Yeah, happened last week. Uh, the again the uh, the religious police,
2: and then we have these. She e-
1: she wasn't wearing the proper head garb, yep,
2: like masa mini. So she ago. Yep. she's
1: now comatose. They took her into a car and she left comatose.
2: Why I, I look when I was seeing what was going on in Israel, and look, so, something what happened in Israel to some extent actually, to a large extent, happens a lot around the world. People get massacred. And I'm not saying it's okay, but I'm saying this, this, is a, this is a given of human existence. And we know that. But a lot of people don't think about that and don't care. So I think to see a Western country, have it happen to a Western country like Israel, an, an ally of the United States, I thought, okay, maybe this will wake people up to the fact that real evil, real barbarism, real assault... Real terrorism exist, and maybe they'll think twice before you know saying that the United States and Donald Trump and border control and whoever the hell are so bad. I really wonder. I don't know if they will. When I when I watch something like that, I know I do a kind of uh, evaluation of my own life and the things that I you think are, are so asking bad.
1: a very interesting question. I'll tell you why. Do you mm-hmm. know how many people have called my show? Mm-hmm. Or have written on the internet that they are a nine eleven conservative.
2: What? What does that yeah? mean?
1: Oh, you should look. What is this this a nine eleven conservative? I'll tell you that they, they were uh, on the left till nine eleven, and nine oh. eleven shook them up, and they became conservative. This is not a small number of Americans. It's part of the reason Donald Trump won. Yep. Nine 11, there may be what is the date of the attack of the massacre seven. in Israel? October seventh? Yeah. There may be ten seven conservatives from this. Sir or ten seven Zionists. Zionist, by the way, is a noble term. It just comes from the biblical word Zion, which is one of the terms for the Jewish state or or Jerusalem. so It's used interchangeably. Zion there There were more Christian Zionists than Jewish Zionists who believed that there was something beautiful about the the true indigenous people of that area returning to their homeland they saw god's God's working in history here. If you were an atheist as Herzl was, the father of modern Zionism, he was not a religious man but but he he thought what a, this is amazing after two thousand years we're returning to our homeland mm-hmm. By the way, had uh, there were there were Arabs who welcomed the Jews back, and and they knew, hey, this is awesome. The Jews are coming back. We'll all benefit. It's like I always tell my non-Jewish friends, you want to know where to buy real estate? Wherever Orthodox Jews buy houses, you should buy a house. I I guarantee you that houses will go up faster in that neighborhood than any other single neighborhood in your city. Yeah.
2: Well, also a lot of the early, um, you know, in in the eighteen, the 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 latter half of the the nineteenth century, and then of course in the beginning of the twentieth century, a lot of the per a lot of the the land that was taken by Jews was purchased. Yeah, there and remember,
1: these... there was no country there. I know that people don't know. know this. Three countries have existed there: Jew one, Jew two, Jew three.
2: And in the relations, from what I have read, were pretty conciliatory and actually collaborative in in the eighteen eighties, eighteen nineties. 10s and 20s between the Jews and the Arabs in the region because the Jews bought the land because there were people funding them to be able to come. And also, I was reading in this book that Jews taught ir- some irrigation techniques to the Arabs that were living there. Arabs Tel taught Jews some farming swamp. techniques. It was
1: a malarial swamp when the Jews came. Right. Why wouldn't you sell land in a malarial swamp?
2: <laughs> right. Yes. And and also, I just want to you know tell everyone for and and look i love israel i'm not saying israel has been perfect i'm not saying it hasn't done some things that have been terrible but we need to assess the situation now 20% of israel is arab there are arab supreme court justices there are two i believe arab parties that are in the israeli congress arabs in israel have equal rights to to ethnic jews or uh, you know other individuals. Yes, Israel is a Jewish state, but it's a Jewish and a democratic state. This whole idea that you know uh, Israel is forcing these people in Gaza to live in an open air prison. If all if if all of those people moved to Israel, or if the, the 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 borders of Gaza were knocked down and it all became a part of Israel, they would be given. Women would have would be able to take off their hijabs. They'd be given equal rights. They'd be given proper food and nutrition they'd be given adequate schooling i mean it's like right, i can't, but I, but
1: hamas is as interested in adequate schooling i know a, a, as you are and i don't know what beekeeping right but beekeep yeah okay fair enough
2: i don't give a damn about beekeeping. right that's fair yeah
1: they they don't care the
2: and they're saying Israelis we, we, are denying we, them equal. I mean, my God. The, the, well, this,
1: this, open, the whole, this open air prison, the only reason Israel occupies that land is because if they don't occupy it, they will be slaughtered, like this past weekend. This, is this not the proof that Israel has to be uh, uh, occupied? I was for a two-state solution my whole life. Now I'm not.
2: I know. Well, because it's the impossible other state, now. Because
1: the other state will be governed by people who are Nazis. Let's give it's one state to then. the Nazis and one state to the Jews. That's brilliant.
2: Oh, gosh. What do you, I mean, I know you don't ever get into the realm of predictions, and I respect that because <laughs> more chances than not you may be I actually have some predictions. Yeah, what for, are your for, predictions? Which is very rare.
1: Okay. I, I would be surprised if there's no war between Israel and Iran in, yeah. in, the, in the coming year. And I... Uh, yeah that, that's 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 a big one i I'm torn over a prediction about Hezbollah, which would be they have ten times as many rockets as Hamas, ten times as many so I forgot to ask Michael Oren this question why aren't they using them now and I'm sure they're under tremendous pressure. Uh, from radical Islamic elements to send hundred thousand rockets to to massacre more Israelis. However, this is what I think, and I I have no idea if I'm right. But this is what I think. The Lebanese government has is probably begging Hezbollah belo- not to do this. Because this is the end of Lebanon, as Lebanon knows it, for the foreseeable future. Because Israel would retaliate, obviously. Hezbollah holds Lebanon in its hands. And half of Lebanon hates Hezbollah. I mean hates them. Hates them more than I do. Because of of the wreckage that they have created in Lebanon. By the way, Hamas is hated by a lot of people in Gaza. The Iranian regime is, her- is hated by probably half of, of the Iranian people. That's why whenever Americans tell me, you know, the majority of Americans uh, don't agree with the left, I go, it's irrelevant what the majority thinks. It's who's in power. Mm-hmm. Majority, majority, man. The majority of Russians were not communists. The majority of Germans were not Nazi. The, so when I'm told, oh, the, the majority of, of Muslims are not radical,
2: yeah, but who's in charge? Gold dealers are a dime a dozen. They're everywhere. What sets these companies apart and who can you really trust? This is Julie Hartman for amfed Coin and Bullion, Dennis's choice for buying precious metals. When you buy precious metals, it's imperative that you buy from a trustworthy and transparent dealer that protects your best interests. So many companies use gimmicks to take advantage of inexperienced gold and silver buyers. Be cautious of brokers offering free gold and silver, or brokers that want to sell you overpriced collectible coins, claiming that they appreciate more than gold and silver. What about hidden commissions and huge markups? Nick Grovich and his team at AmFed have always had Dennis's back. Nick's been in the industry for over 42 years, and he's established a reputation built on trust, transparency, and fair pricing. If you're interested in buying or selling, call Nick and his team at AmFed Coin and Bullion. 1-800-221-7694. AmericanFederal.com. AmericanFederal.com. You know, I think, oh, I think this may change everything. I it mean, will. I, I really oh, do. No, the world
1: changed. The world changed. Yes, that's yes, correct.
2: Because of the hostages in Gaza, I mean, that, that is right. really going to amp things up. I think this may be another Yom Kippur war-like event in that other states may join in against Israel. I don't discount your... Supposition that there may be an Israeli-Iranian war soon. There's, there's a lot that's that's really going to change, and not to mention the death count. I, I anticipate by the time this will air, will just go way, 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 way up. Um, you know, it's hard because I, I do believe that Israel has a right and an obligation to retaliate. I mean, my gosh, how, how could you not? Retaliate after what happened and, and Hamas needs to be eliminated. The thing that I fear is that this is exactly what Iran wants Israel to do. Mm-hmm. I think they're trying to goad Israel into a war. That's why you take hostages, you know, primarily, not just massacring people, but really the taking of the hostages amps up a war. I think I think they want Israel to, to try to eliminate Gaza, and I think they want Israel to go to war with them. And I would just be very cautious if I were Israel and consider if they should behave in the exact way that the enemy wants them to behave. But it's also tricky because if they don't retaliate, then what? They, they, they well, capitulate to the I murderers? I think
1: Israel has basically said it's all or nothing. We're not going in like in the past. We're going in to get rid of Hamas. Now, I don't know what that means, getting rid of Hamas. I don't – without – Israel taking over. By the way, how many of our viewers and these are knowledgeable people. I'm not patronizing them. Right. How many of our viewers/listeners slash listeners know that Israel did give up Gaza? They 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 did give Gazans yep. independence. And, and look at what they got.
2: In 2007. Yep. Yeah. But do you do you hear what I mean? That I I do. There's something I wrong. It, I hear it. Very this clearly. is exactly what they want. What they want Israel to do is retaliate, and, I, and it's sort of you know I was I was one years old when nine eleven happened. But from what I read and understand about about the aftermath is that you know in the days and weeks after nine eleven, we the United States had the moral high ground. By the way,
1: just for the record, Julie was reading Dostoevsky at one. <laughs> I just thought... Maybe, I, I, honestly. I, I thought, r- maybe r- I was. Right.
2: It wouldn't shock me. Um, by the way, I'm reading him now. I'm reading Crime and Punishment now. Which is kind of depressing, but depressing? really good. Yeah.
1: It's... Don't have a knife near you when you read that book.
2: I know. It's really... It is it, really depressing. Yes.
1: The only thing... I was just mentioning recently, the only thing that I... I don't know if I said it to you or just said it somewhere else. The, the two most depressing books I have read yep. in the last 10 years... Are *Crime and Punishment* and Betty Friedan's *The Feminine oh, the Mystique*. Feminine Mystique. <laughs> the *Feminine Mystique* is as dark as *Crime and Punishment*. Yes, it is. It is relentlessly bleak.
2: Yes, and as I was saying on a recent show, when I was talking with a um, this great author who wrote the *The End of Woman*, the book, Betty Friedan's book, she's you know, based. I remember, I, I remember thinking this in high school as a lib. The whole thing is like lamenting and criticizing women for being in the home and being wives and mothers. It's so insult like she's excoriating the stereotype of 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 um women as just wives and mothers, but then she's fulfilling the stereotype by like writing about it so much and reducing women to just wives and like she she in the book is is fulfilling the stereotype that she it? laments. I read parts of it in high school and I even thought. This is a woman that has a very cynical view of women. Do you know how
1: many women on earth, if you said to them, listen, what do you think of the idea that you would live in a nice home, in a free country, and married to a man who wants to support you and your children? And you, and you love. And you are not forced love, into the right, marriage. That's Right. And, but that means that your full-time job is taking care of the home. You could do anything else you want, by the way. It's not like that is the only thing right. you can do. Uh, and uh, that most of the women of the world will go, are you kidding? I know. You're making me that offer? I know. I much rather work in the fields.
2: We are spoiled brats. We, we It's disgusting. We are spoiled brats in the United States in every way possible. Every way. Um, what was I saying about oh nine eleven yes after nine eleven we had the moral high ground. We were attacked. the images were were amazing in the sense of like inspiring amazement, like they were just unbelievable. and then I think our enemies were counting on an overreaction and a harsh response, and we gave it to them. We did exactly what they wanted. Now I'm not saying we should have just rolled over and done nothing after 9/11. Instead of going into Iraq was stupid. Going into Afghanistan, I understand more. I would have done. I wouldn't have done either. I would have figured out who exactly was behind it and targeted them with airstrikes or dro- drone strikes and gotten rid of them. But because we did that huge. Reaction now for perpetuity. The Islamic world is going to blame Americans for every single ailment that they have, especially in Iraq. And frankly, honestly, if they blame us for a lot of what's going on in Iraq, I wouldn't actually blame them for doing so because no, we
1: ir- Iraq was an error. Uh, the, Iraq yes. was
2: it was was a moral atrocity. Right, and
1: Iraq has become the best, the greatest or closest ally of Iran the I know, now it's the a Middle client East. state of
2: Iran. Yes. And when they were at war with one another in the 80s. Right. It's obs- Be- I- By the
1: way, since you know, I'm very curious. I've never tested you on a knowledge question. What? By the way, it's, it's quite all right if you don't know this. Okay. But I am now, now curious. Now I'm so determined I to know. know. I- what was Saddam Hussein's religion?
2: Um, he was Sunni in charge of a majority. Sh- um, wait, no, wait. No, wait. Hold on. That's Iran. Hold on. Iran is majority Shia. Hold on. I'm
1: having fun. No, 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 no. I'm going to get this. I'm okay. going to
2: get this. Okay. Iraq. Iraq is not.
1: You're he right. He was Sunni.
2: So, he was Sunni. No. He was. She- sorry. No, no. Oh, God. God. <laughs> sorry.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> <God. laughs> so, no, no, no. Your your thinking was excellent. That I asked it because this.
2: No, he was Sunni. No, he was a Baptist.
1: Yes, he was. He a, was a Baptist. Ba- he was secular. Bathist, but... He was secular. No, no, no. Ra- Bathis was a secular party.
2: He was secular. But
1: he was he was a member of a secular party. He was. But he was Alawite.
2: He was Alawite? Yes, and really? S- and
1: so is... Like Bashar
2: al-Assad? That,
1: well, that you know wow. that. Wow. Okay, it is really impressive that you no, know that No, but Assad I missed
2: is... it. I didn't get it right. I'm so upset. Damn. I thought he was Sunni.
1: No, you were right he that a, a non-Shia Sunni. was the head of a Shia state. Yes. You were right about that. Yes. But to the best of my knowledge, he was an Alawite. It's worth looking up. I'm I mean, sorry I don't think he was a senior. There, there are no words. I, I mean, this is going to go viral.
2: Hopefully what did you want to
1: say about affinity groups?
2: I will say that, but just quickly, we were the, the, our enemies after nine eleven were counting on a response. They were trying to lure us in, and I fear that Israel is falling into exactly what they want them to do. They're luring Israel into war, and I get the I get. And Israel- why why
1: why would they why, why did they benefit if Israel is at war? Why does Iran
2: benefit? For two reasons. First, I think Iran has advanced capabilities now than it did in the past, and perhaps they think that they are better equipped to take on Israel than at any other time with their nuclear power, also with the fact that Joe Biden is literally asleep in his basement and will not respond. Like well, Trump and just would gave respond. them
1: $6 billion. And just
2: gave them $6 billion. So I think Iran feels like they can take Israel, and-
1: Well again, they're not they're taking through Hamas. Right. Well they
2: may directly take Israel, but yes, they're they're taking it through Hamas. And also they desperately want Israelis to kill civilians. Yeah. They don't give a damn about the Palestinians. They want the images. And so I just just exercise caution when you're doing exactly what the enemy wants you to do. Mm -hmm. Anyway, affinity groups. Yeah. Boy, do we pivot on this show. It's okay. So I had a really interesting question that I actually thought about bringing up when I guest hosted for you recently about should there be, should a white affinity group be allowed to exist at a college, at a a corporation, anywhere if other affinity groups exist? I was talking about this with a friend who was defending the existence of black, Hispanic, AAPI affinity groups. And I I was really pushing him on this subject.
1: What's AAPI? Asian American Pacific Islander.
2: Which, again, if you read Richard Hennan's book, you'll know a lot of these are contrived. Like, even the black affinity group. Like, being black... I mean, it's not, they 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 make it out like it's this homogenous thing. No, it's, thing. A, it's
1: racist. It's it, it is racist. Rac- it's, pure. it's super
2: racist. Correct. There are fifty-four countries in Africa. Right, very and a white different... group,
1: a white group would be racist too.
2: I I totally agree. However, I'm right. I,
1: but once you have all these others, yes. why doesn't the white kid at the school yes. ha- have a chance to have his group? And, and, and the well, you asked aloud. It should be allowed. Correct. Should one join it?
2: Of course not. I would never right. join okay. it.
1: Okay, so that's the issue. Right. But I, it should be allowed.
2: I want to say at the outset, I would never join such a group. Frankly, I think all of these groups have gone away from their uh, initial mission of being something good and have turned into well, anti-diversity disasters. But
1: uh, uh, – Yeah, go on.
2: But this person was – it was so interesting because everyone who I ask – They're like, no, there shouldn't be a white affinity group. Mm
1: -hmm. What's
2: the principle, though?
1: Right. What is the principle? If
2: the principle is, you know, like Identify
1: with your race.
2: Identify. And also white encompasses many countries, many ethnicities, many people as black does or as Hispanic does. I mean, Hispanic, there are dozens and dozens of Hispanic majority countries. You know, some some are Spanish, some are Argentinian, some are Brazilians. I mean, Portuguese, like... So, again, I I always try to get back to the principle. If the principle is to be around people who are like you, who share a common background and upbringing and culture, and who are in the same, like, ethnic geographic region, then why not have a white group alongside other groups? Mm -hmm. Saying someone who would never, ever join. They don't have
1: an answer. Well, I know what their answer would be. They don't need one.
2: Because of white privilege,
1: the others need one. Right, yeah. but, but that's, that's absurd. You, you're a black kid at Harvard and you need a black affinity group. You're one of the luckiest human beings on earth and in, in terms of what your future portends and and you need an affinity group because you feel left out. What, I wonder what, what percentage of Harvard students in this year, no, 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 it, 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 are white.
2: Oh, I was going to, I thought you asked are in affinity groups. Um, I don't know. I don't know.
1: When it's funny because you being a white middle class Los Angeles,
2: well, upper definitely upper upper
1: mid- middle yeah, class, even middle more class. so. Fine, right. white upper middle class, uh, you know, Christian at least culturally. You were the only group. Not a legacy. The only group, right? And non legacy. You are the the only group. Harder is would be you in, in a male to get in now to harvard
2: asians i think too
1: oh well so asians yeah you're probably right you know it's i was so just reading in, in this article do you know harvard in nine in the 1920s 30s 25 percent of the harvard students were jews and now it's like six percent
2: oh why why do you think
1: uh because they know same thing with Asians because they no longer uh, accept they they don't measure achievement mm-hmm. they measure race and and Jews are wildly disproportionately like Asians uh doing well in high school mm-hmm. so it's funny the the Jews and Asians who were on the left uh I wonder do they ever think gee what we backed a, a way of discriminating against us uh but who knows who knows what what happens there
2: I'm not in on principle opposed to these affinity groups. I am on principle opposed to how mainstream they've become and how they have transformed from hey, if you wanna you know meet once a month with people who are like you and learn about some part of your culture, you know it's it's transformed from that into at all times be with that group be like this kind of super politicized uh, apropos of this harvard letter uh, group don't don't interact with people who are different from that group don't invite other people who are different into that group that's what i don't like yeah it's exactly. not its existence on principle
1: so i'll, I'll end this almost 38 percent what That's it. Thirty-eight percent of Harvard students this year, this class, this incoming class. What percentage of the country is white? I assume fifty. Oh, I would think like seventy. No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't know.
2: Mm -hmm. Anyway,
1: so in in other words, it it is probably. In other words, in terms of your grades and achievement, a high achiever who is white or Asian or Jew has the hardest time to get into Harvard. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that would be true. So Especially I want to end now. with this, this question. Is an, Oh, 70%. You were right. Of America's white. I'm getting the signals through from the... God. Yes. So I am curious. This is purely emotional. And, uh, as I said when we began, it's tough to get me upset, and I, I, I'm really upset about what happened in, what's happening and happened in Israel. Really, really upset. So I'm curious how you reacted on, A, you're not Jewish, B, you've been there. Oh, yeah. So that's a, an interesting combination, and you're a sensitive soul. It, Forgetting the other two parts,, mm-hmm. so I'm curious how this has affected you emotionally. I know how morally and and how intellectually
2: well, I actually think it'll be a moment I'll never forget. I journaled about it uh Uh, recently but i came downstairs woke up on saturday morning came downstairs my mom and sister were in the kitchen and the news was on and i remember the headline 70 israelis dead after a hamas attack and now at the time of recording it's 700 probably now it's 800 and god knows what it will be in, in a week when this airs and i went oh my god oh my god what happened what happened And i was glued to the tv for the rest of the day my family was like, "Can we go out?" No, I, I was watching it for the whole rest of the day. There was something that was so fascinating to me about it. I think it was just first of all, how could this happen? Who, how? Israel, was just so superior in its intelligence capabilities. I mean, how did they let this? How did they not know about this? It was captivating in a terrible way, but nevertheless captivating to see this evil, these people coming in, slaughtering children, children, grandmothers, pe- kidnapping these, these women and raping them and parading that German um, tourist dead body all around the way. I think I was, again, just just evil to me is fascinating. doesn't mean I love it. I'm celebrating it. I'm fetishizing it. It is fascinating for me to see evil because I want to understand it but oh i was i've just been so sad because look is israel a perfect country no but i know from being there and from reading how out of their way they go to try to create a workable situation I know that, that equal rights are granted to non-Israelis and Jews in Israel. I know that they have certain types of bombs which are supposed to shake buildings in Gaza or in the West Bank so that civilians are not killed. They warn civilians to get out of certain buildings. They aid, they send food and supplies to to, to Gaza. And I just felt so sad that despite all of these efforts, these people still hate the Jews. It may, it, it was horrible. It made me scared for for Jews in Israel and, frankly, around the world. It made me realize that, that anti-Semitism and Jew hatred is way more mainstream and way more common than I thought. I think it's very easy to think the Holocaust was this horrible event and there are remnants of anti-Semitism, but to see it really made me go, oh no, this is alive and well. Um, and, frankly, I know this is a shallow thing to say. I thought of the holy sites. I thought... If there's a war, will Jerusalem be destroyed? Will the Western Wall be destroyed? Thank God I went there. Will I ever be able to go back? The, the, that was that's. I know that's a long-winded way of saying my train of thoughts. My train of thought. I will say, as, as sad as I felt for the Israelis, I also felt really sad for the for many of the people living in Gaza, the 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 um, civilians. I bet so many of them desperately would love to live in Israel. They're probably thinking, I'm on your side as you're bombing us, you know. Well, there's a whole a video uh, of
1: Gazan's uh, incognito, in other words, blurred out, speaking about how awful it is to live under Hamas. Oh,
2: God, I feel so bad for those people. And they're trapped. They're, they are trapped, and they're not trapped by Israel. They're trapped by... Right, exactly. Can I say one final thing? Really quick, really, really
1: quick. Okay, go ahead.
2: Um, I told the story on Dennis and Julie when I was on a plane of all things, and I was reading a book on Islam that you gave to me, or I stole from you actually, from your library. And there was a Muslim guy next to me from Egypt. And he said, Are you in university? Why are you reading this book on Islam? And I said, No, I'm just I'm not in university. I'm just really interested. So we had this chat and he as i said is from egypt he's a sunni muslim and he i was on a plane to new york he was he was flying la to new york and then um new york to to cairo and he said to me you know not all muslims are terrorists you know that right and i said of course i know that my be- literally my best friend in the world from from college is muslim and devoutly muslim um Anyway, this conversation kind of went into the direction of of 9-11. That's why I said I was on a plane, of all things, having this discussion. And he said, totally seriously, that Jews got the day off on 9-11, that 9-11 was a Western plant to justify invading the Middle East, that bombs went off in the Twin Towers and then the, the West... the. The, the, the big bad West uh had planes fly behind the Twin Towers to get the photo of making it look like it went into the towers as the bomb went off and no Jews were killed. Again they had the they had the day off and they were fine. And it was that was actually I think one of the more formative moments of my life as far as my understanding of the world. Because this guy, despite all that he was saying, he was so nice. Mm-hmm He was lovely. I mean, he said to me, he helped me with my luggage. When I got up to go to the bathroom, he stood up to be polite. Mm -hmm. He said to me, if you're ever in Egypt, here's my number. And he was like, you could tell he was a lovely guy and he was so brainwashed. And I thought about him because there are a lot of Muslims around the world in these countries who are very nice, gentle, good people. And they are brainwashed by their governments that the Israelis are doing this and the Americans are doing that and the West are doing that. And it's easy for them to scapegoat the West because then the citizenry can get mad at the West for the issues that their Moral, own government are inflicting morally on Morally
1: speaking, we are all two people, micro and macro. Personal and societal.
2: Fascinating. You're so right.
1: That's – That is why it is very hard to assess people morally. That's why I said, and the left, of course, as always, because truth is not a left-wing value, completely distorted what I said. I said, in light of this, there were undoubtedly some nice slaveholders.
2: Oh, yeah, you got killed for that one. Yes,
1: just as I believe there were some nice Nazis and some nice communists. Nice is nice, and ideology is ideology. You you can have pure evil ideology and be a nice person. You could be a not nice person and have a great ideology. That's why I never cared whether Donald Trump was a nice person. It didn't mean anything to me. Because commun-
2: you're electing him for his ideology. Th- yes, that's right. But you would care if your wife is a nice person because you're marrying
1: her. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. ideology. Yes. That's right.
2: Well... You got both with her. That's correct. And a lot more too. Well This was intense. It was. And I pray that when it airs
1: Things will be better. Well, it's not yeah. likely, but let's hope.
2: At least not worse.
1: Well. Give your uh valedictory valedictory address of each show how to contact you.
2: <laughs> you can reach me at Julie at Julie Hartman.com. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Julie R Hartman. And you can follow Dennis smile and nod at the Dennis Prager. He's smiling and nodding on Instagram and Dennis and Julie premieres every Monday, one o'clock Pacific four o'clock Eastern on this channel. And of course you can listen to it on any podcast platform after, but it's nice to see us in person to get our facial reactions. This,
1: uh, the, unlike my radio show which people are ter- ser- totally free to watch, this is worth watching because of the I agree. interaction of two human beings. You
2: can see my outfit, you can see all of the stuff Dennis what has on. About his... my outfit. Yeah, we you, they can see your outfit. Yeah.
1: Oh god, was that sexist? <laughs> all right everybody, thank
2: Bye. you. Bye, Shalom.